0: Welcome to the Midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Glad to have you with us on the podcast this week. Jennifer Bartlett. Hi guys. Robbie Croyle. Hello. And myself, Logan Daly. Coming at you with the footnoty goodness. <laughs> there it is. It's not an intro if Jen's not laughing. <laughs> hmm. Uh anyway, <clears throat> yeah, we are uh finishing up Advent this week. Fantastic. Ready ready to roll into uh Christmas Eve tomorrow will be after this releases. Christmas oh Eve will be tomorrow. We are This will drop on Christmas Adam.
1: I just heard that term for the first time. Yeah?
0: Yeah. Like Christmas Adam is my favorite. For like, those of you that are like, what the heck is Christmas Adam? Well, it's the day before Christmas Eve because Adam came before Eve.
1: Uh, I was reading...
0: That's right. You're laughing now. Yeah. It's fine.
1: People like serve ribs on Christmas Adam and <laughs> I was like, gold. That is the Brilliant.
0: traditional meal of choice on Christmas Adam just Uh, yeah doesn't doesn't the McRib like come back on
1: I mean it's out right now I shouldn't know that but I do
0: okay I I thought it was coming back on Christmas. I thought I saw something maybe it was somebody saying that they should Mm
1: -hmm. like
0: every year it should come back on Christmas Adam yeah but really that's not a great day to drop some new food yeah (laughs) anyway so yeah uh, finishing up Advent. This was the week of love, the love sermon, the ushi gushi sermon, as I called it. It was mm-hmm. fantastic.
1: It wasn't super ushi gushi.
0: <clears throat> no, it really wasn't. No. It was me preaching. I'm not going to get ushi gushi. Uh, we're going to laugh at Disney and move right along.
1: Throw Jen's uh, delight in Hallmark under the bus. It's fine. Whatever.
0: Yeah. Um. Absolutely. Whatever. So
2: Christmas, Adam is only it's. That term is only about nine years old.
0: I was on the cusp, early on the cusp of that, because that's been a thing for me for a while.
2: Well, Re- and uh, I wonder if it's related to Adam Sandler. I mean, uh, could be,
1: maybe. I could see that. Some Christian Instagram thing that I follow did a poll of if people knew, and it was like thirteen percent knew about it. And really. 87 percent i'm feeling so
0: good about myself with that like the few the proud
1: you trendsetter
0: it's like me and the marines (laughs) right there isn't that there the few the proud the marines right the few the proud the people that know about christmas adam Mm -hmm. Mm. if i don't get an email at info at mission ridge some angry marine I'm, i'm joking i'm joking i'm kidding don't don't get angry people
2: yeah. You guys scare me. I think there's a few marines that want to <laughs> become ex-marines over to that one.
0: Oof. Mm. Oof. Yikes. <laughs> anyway, well, that's enough of this rambling. <clears throat> there wasn't any shortcomings this week, so that was the shortcoming that there weren't any shortcomings. Yeah. Um I'm sorry. We apologize. We will be back to our regularly scre- scheduled screw-ups uh next week. Yep. Rob is back on the docket, so don't worry. Shortcomings are on their way.
2: Yeah. I thought your sermon was a well presented package. So
0: oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave that one alone. I'm not gonna touch it. I'm not even gonna I don't even know what you're doing. I didn't see it coming. <laughs> my goodness. That's fantastic. Anyway. Um oh good. You broke Jen. You broke, Jen. Look at that.
1: Only five minutes in, it's fun. Oh
0: jeez. All right. Well, let's talk about love and culture. Oh, let's do that. <laughs> let's talk about love and culture. I said, <clears throat> I said I wasn't going to get on a soapbox, and then I kind of still got it. Like I kept like I, w- I wanted to jump on that soapbox so badly, uh, but I I yeah anyway.
1: You restrained well.
0: I- I- ish, kind of. Still talked about it a little, but I mean, you had to. Uh, cause it, it is an aspect of our culture and it's kind of, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. We've got this, uh, instantaneous, like super passionate love. Right. And then on the other hand, you've got the, the, this, this concept of love that it's this, mm, just allowing of everything mm-hmm. and you can't disagree with somebody cause that's not loving. Um, uh, I'm thinking of every video of that ultra spiritual guy. Was it J J D he's got the long hair and makes Mm -hmm. the parody videos making fun of things. Oh, JP Sears. JP Sears. Yeah. Uh, I'm just thinking of that. Like, let's just call this out and mock the fact that, you know, if I disagree with you, that means I hate you. Right. Right. Which is not even remotely the case. But so oftentimes in our culture, that is the um, modus operandi, I guess, or mm-hmm. the the current the current climate, I right. suppose, um, of this. I have to completely accept everything, which doesn't logically track. Right. Logically, that can't play out that way. Um, really, just pushes people apart. I think.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that.
0: That's just my two cents, though.
2: Yeah, Brene Brown. She wrote recently, and I'm trying to remember which book it was because I've read a number of them. But um, she's saying our, our our culture has gotten to the point where we can't we can't have simple disagreements. We're if we're going to be friends, we have to agree wholesale on everything, and and that's just not realistic. We used to be able to have conversations with one another, and and have it not um, become an ultimatum.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And and so I don't know. I don't know if that's. A, I wonder what that's a product of. Yeah, and I, and I wonder if like memes and if if. Those fuel some of
1: the discourse. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen that uh, documentary, like the Social Dilemma, but they were talking about how, like, they intentionally will feed your social medias with things that are on in line with you, so it creates that bigger divide. And I don't know if that's true, or I mean it definitely feels like it especially coming off a hard political season of like oh sure uh, but i could see that <coughs> no it definitely in play.
0: they well so i've had an uh, i've had an experiment going on my instagram for some time <coughs> just because uh i thought it would be interesting i hated when they added the uh advertisements to instagram Mm-hmm. I thought it was the end of the world well when they got rid of the chronological timeline, I sent them a uh, like a report I reported a problem every single day for a year and every single day I reported the problem and I'd send them a message bring back the chronological timeline you killed the chronological timeline every single day for a year I was very adamant about this
1: wow it's dedication
0: and then I stopped because I knew they weren't gonna but you know I did my year but uh this probably says a little bit about Logan. You now know me better. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being welcome vulnerable to the psychosis. <laughs> welcome to the psychosis. Anyway, uh,
2: <clears throat> I didn't realize you're so chronological. That's
0: why I, I I hate the not seeing like it, it you don't know if you saw everything. And and now they just Never mind. Anyway, Instagram. they is coming there. guys. He's it out. They're there to sell you things is what that is what it has turned into. Um, but when they started to give me ad ad, you know they'd throw them into your feed. I would start. I would like hide any ad that wasn't a specific genre. And there's there's so I picked one genre of ads.
1: Okay.
0: And I decided that I would keep those, and I would hit like on those ads. I would hit the little the little heart button, like oh I like that picture. That's advertising whatever fantastic deliciousness they were advertising to me. And uh, any other ad that was not in that genre, I would hit hide. And then when they ask why I hit it, I'd be like, it's not relevant. (sighs) Lo and behold, they start showing you more and more. And pretty soon all of your ads are that one genre or very close to just that one genre, right? Uh, If you go into the search function, and you start perusing through the world of Instagram. If you start clicking on pictures, all of a sudden they start giving you ads in your regular feed for things that you've looked at and spent time. So it's totally true. They they do give you more of what you like because they're they're in it to sell stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're they're providing a prop. They're providing a something for their um for the people that are paying to advertise. They're providing a service. Um, <clears throat> which is tailored to you. Uh, In the same way, and and we respond to that well because we enjoy, like, who doesn't like positive reinforcement, right? right? I like being here. I love being told that I'm right. What? I know, it's shocking. It's shocking. Uh, It doesn't happen very often because shortcomings, but... uh...
2: You're right, it doesn't happen very often.
1: You are 100% (laughs) correct. Uh, Fantastic.
0: I feel it. You're like
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: so validated.
0: But uh like, who doesn't love to hear their own, you know, their own echo chamber? And so <laughs> this this it does one push the divide, but it also makes you like you want to tell people I think it's put us back into kind of a middle school uh mindset in a lot mm-hmm. of ways, like playing the popularity game with people. Um and we almost aren't growing out of it. But I think the real reason why we don't have those disagreements now is because it's, I think it has less to do with that stuff and more to do with just the PC um, and worrying about offending. I think it comes from the cancel side of things. We're afraid of the response. Mm-hmm. And so we have put these restraints and then those restraints become kind of uh, overbearing. And it becomes this: No, no, no! You can't disagree with them. And if you do, then we have to cancel you. We have to you you, you your your opinion is not valid if you don't think that their opinion is valid. Which is, do you see the mm-hmm. circular logic here? Um, it's a broken. Oh, circular. it's a very broken. Like it, it 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 doesn't work logically. It does not track. Uh, we have to learn how to disagree, and still love each other. Okay. That has to be, you have to be able to do that.
2: So a question that gets raised, and, um, and I'm going to tr- try to stay away from any particular group, but if you don't agree with my actions, do you? are you really loving me? Mm-hmm.
0: And um, card playing. We're gonna go back to card playing. That one's safe. If I think that card playing is sinful, right? And I'm a. And you're an adamant.
2: Or or go fish player, or or at least a regular. Like I don't have to be adamant about it. Just just
0: regular. You regularly enjoy a game of go fish. Yeah. And I think that that's a terrible thing to do. Does me thinking that mean that I am not loving you? Or I can't act in a loving way towards you? And what is that Okay, so if if I think that you're you you enjoy a game of go fish, I think that for whatever reason that's off-limits, that's a terrible thing. It's morally reprehensible. Um, what does it look like for me to not cave in my uh, beliefs that go fish is the worst thing a human could do, but also still have a loving relationship with you?
2: Well, let's move to something a little less safe. Okay. Because I think I think the go fish... Conversation. I don't know if enough people can really identify with that. But let's okay. say let's say I'm a teetotaler.
0: Okay. Teetotaler.
2: And you enjoy
0: your whiskey. Absolutely. That was the one genre in Instagram <laughs> that I went for. I was like, I want nothing but whiskey ads. <laughs> <laughs> I got pretty close. That's
2: hilarious. You know, and so um what what can complicate this conversation is is, you know, let's say I had three fam- family men die from from alcohol abuse. Sure. And so I see the, in a very personal way, in a very real way, um, some negative consequences that, that alcohol can bring into, you know, someone's experience. Mm-hmm. And you have a, and you enjoy your whiskey. And so what does that mean for, like, how do you, how do you show me love when we're in common environments, common social environments?
0: Sure. Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: How do you show me love when I happen to come over your house and you have Electro Bar? Mm Mm-hmm. You know what? What are some what do you guys process with the, with <clears throat> me in this?
0: So, at least within within this one, um, if if I know that you have a if it's just a, you're a teetotaler, um, but not like if you're a recovering addict, I'm going to treat that differently, probably, um, than somebody who's just a teetotaler. Uh, my grandpa is a teetotaler. Uh, most of the time, I just wouldn't drink around him unless it was a, you know, if we're like the Vandal Pig out and everybody's got their red Solo cup and it doesn't matter what I have in my red Solo cup, then it doesn't matter what I have in my red Solo cup. Um, But I'm not going to flaunt that in front of grandpa just because I know that's going to gonna be insulting to him or create a, it's going to create a tension that I don't need. Right. So I put a limit on myself and say, I'm going to avoid that. I'm, gonna, I'm going to restrain from a freedom that I otherwise I think that I'm entirely okay to indulge in, like free to do so. Which is actually a lot of what Paul is talking about in his letter to the Corinthians. Sure. Is this, how do you love people? You know, what are you going to say no to right. in order to tell a better story? So there is that. There's the flip side, though, of how are you going to... What does that look like for you to also love the not-teetotaler?
2: Yeah, and I think this comes down to... Sometimes we need to evaluate our assumptions, mm-hmm. and we need to evaluate our the source for our convictions. And, you know, is this a thus saith the Lord... Kind of thing, mm-hmm. or or is this a, is this a personal conviction? I think in terms of uh, parents that chose to not have their kids watch Harry Potter. Sure. Um. Yeah, you know, for some it's like, well, they it's witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Um, for others it's like, well, there's a Christological... Element to the story, right? And so it's it's using a fictional world.
0: It's a fixed, It's a fictitious tale, mm-hmm. right? Free to enjoy, sure.
2: Yeah. So, so is this a? Thus saith the Lord. And and if, if it is, what does that even mean? Hmm. If, what does that say about our relationship and mm-hmm. and how? Yeah, am I looking to control your worldview? Am I looking to influence your worldview? Am I looking to engage with you to understand your worldview? Like what? Like what is? How am I going to? Like what kind of what kind of relationship do we have? Mm
0: -hmm. What's the what's what's your agenda? Kind of. Yeah, I I like that. Are you are you trying to influence? Are you trying to engage or understand? Maybe. Mm -hmm. Right. Or which combination of those right hmm.
2: or am I looking to uh, join the book burning club and
0: <laughs> and
2: uh, impose um or legislate
0: or combat yeah,
2: you know, and so you know there there's some things that maybe it's worth uh legislating or or at least looking to have looking the influence what what actually ends up as being l- laws on a book and and how you work through that I think is a is a real interesting conversation hmm. mm-hmm. but um yeah the, the the complete acceptance like I don't have to completely accept all of your thoughts and all of your ideas cuz I don't know if you know this or not
0: Logan but I don't I, I am aware you are wrong about a couple of things. <laughs> oh
1: <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> well good.
2: It's good to know that I'm at least I'm a less wrong less wrong than you. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh. <laughs> Welcome to the Mission Ridge office. <laughs> this is how it goes. <laughs>
2: um no I mean you and i you and I see things differently yeah. and and I can completely <clears throat> love you in the in the midst of that and and even wonder man do i have do I have this all figured out you know some of the people that I see that are just the most adamant on on Facebook and you know social media they seem to be uh, the least loving hmm like they're so tied to their conviction and, and it's kinda like mm-hmm. I, I've got a friend that I, just, that I just wanna go buddy, you seem so bitter. Like Yeah. Are are you doing okay? Like I I kinda wanna have that conversation with him.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: Not over social media, of course, because that that would suck.
1: But those are never
0: I think a lot of times it natural response that can maybe explain some of that that we see is it it's when I feel threatened when my belief is it's threatening to have somebody disagree with you right that's Mm -hmm. that's a conflict and we most people don't enjoy conflict um (coughs) and so uh if 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 I feel like you're threatening what I believe by believing something different like you think something you think a is true and I think b is true And for whatever reason, I think that it's one or the other, Mm -hmm. um, which might be the case, then I'm going to cling to my belief more adamantly because I might be fearful. I'm going to be fearful that maybe that is going to be shaken or taken away or I could be wrong, Mm -hmm. heaven forbid, that that ever happened. That would be terrible if I was ever wrong. Um, which perfect love casts out fear, like that ties right back into the verse I used. Right. Um. There is no. There's no fear in that. Um, and so I think that's somewhat is if you're feeling like you're threatened by somebody disagreeing with you. It's a. It's a. A warning sign, a, a little warning light on your dashboard saying, "Hey." Evaluate how well you're loving. Right. In sure. this instance.
1: Are you reacting to it or are you responding yeah. to it?
0: Sure. Sure. And do you even need to?
1: Yeah.
2: I had a friend post something, I don't remember what the topic was in particular, but he made the statement and he's like, if you believe X and if you believe Y then, then uh we can't be friends. and...
0: Oh, I saw a lot of those.
2: And you just need to defriend me or or something along those lines. And I sent them a uh, direct message and I said simply, these are not mutually exclusive. These are not necessarily mutually exclusive. Mm -hmm. Sure. And... (laughs) <laughs> Hit the send button and just kinda of sat back like, Well, we'll find out if we're still friends or not. You know I wanted to challenge their thinking. I wanted to do it in such a way that wouldn't embarrass them. I'm I'm not looking I don't I don't need to fight people over social media. I just No. I, I it doesn't do anything for me.
0: Getting pulled into a comment thread war. I've never left one of those feeling good. No. And I don't think they've ever helped solve anything. No. That I've witnessed, at least.
2: So So there you go.
1: Fantastic. Love and culture. Are you still friends with that person? We're still friends. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Growth. I figured people are going to want (laughs) to know.
0: Jen wanted to know.
1: Inquiring minds. (laughs) Inquiring
2: minds.
0: (laughs) uh resolution was needed don 't leave it on the five chord uh, <laughs> all right, speaking of abiding somewhere like on the five chord uh let 's talk about let 's talk about the dude the dude john
1: the dude abides
0: the dude abides he abides a lot yeah the dude the John lebowski must have been his last name <laughs> because that dude abides a lot
2: wow so so you read out of what First John chapter
0: four? First John chapter four. I think I read three Six, verses: 16, 16, 17, 18? Yeah.
2: And and I was thinking in terms of the fact that John talks about abiding in John chapter fifteen, mm-hmm. and it's a very significant passage about what it means to abide the gospel, in Christ. John. The gospel, of gospel, John. John. Okay. Right. And so I'm thinking, man, like this must be a theme for John. Well, I went and looked up the the Greek word, and it's used 118 times in the New Testament. That's
0: a couple times.
2: Yeah, and, you know, sometimes it's just like, and they lived in this house. You know, like it's super simple, Mm -hmm. kind of innocuous, uh, nothing specific, nothing earth-shattering. Sure. But um, the other gospel writers, they don't use the word more than two dozen times in total. Mhm. For the other three gospels, John uses it 40 times in his gospel.
0: Wow. The dude abides. <laughs>
2: um 24 times in 1 John,
0: which is not that big of a book. It's what? I think it's four, four chapters? chapters. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> 3 times in uh 2nd John and which is an even shorter book. Mhm. Mhm and uh once in in revelation so out of the 118 times it's mentioned he's got 68 of them
0: dang controlling interest
2: of the entire yes of the entire <laughs> yeah. new of the entire <laughs> new testament including everything that the apostle paul writes like like John is not a big author in the scriptures like no. he's just
1: wow
2: he's not that prolific of a writer
1: Now, all I can envision is like Big Lebowski being the one who wrote all of those. (laughs) That's the image in my head.
0: (laughs) That's not, we now imagine Peter fighting with the Big Lebowski. (laughs) But what about him? (laughs) Oh, don't you worry about him. He abides.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh. That might have been one of the times that Jesus said that.
0: It kind of works there, doesn't oh, it? Oh. <laughs> oh, now I gotta go look that up. <laughs> oh. Oh. <clears throat> so while you're looking that up, <clears throat> while you're looking that up, uh, abiding, let's uh, maybe ramble a little bit here about what it looks like to abide during the week. Um, and I, I mentioned this a little bit. It's it's bringing Christ along with you, right? Uh, in in what you do during the week, what does that so? What does that look like for you, Jen? Mm. Not to put you on the spot, but I'm putting you on the spot here. Like, what, yeah, does, that, totally what does that look true. like for you?
1: Um, I think bringing Christ along looks like me, um, taking a moment in frustration.
2: Abide. <laughs> <laughs> Man. That was a that
0: was a both arms thrown up, oh.
1: Steve Holt style from Arrested Development. That,
0: yeah,
2: that is so tasty. Sorry, <laughs> man.
0: John, the dude abides. Yeah.
2: Oh
1: my god! Oh. Fantastic.
2: If he is to abide, if he is to remain, if he is to, mm, <laughs> that that word. That Guys, word. the Bible is fun. That word would be significant to you if you were gone.
0: Yeah. Yep. Sorry. As you were. <laughs> so about abiding during your week, bringing Christ along with you.
1: I don't remember what I was saying. <laughs>
0: I oh, geez. Guess.
1: Okay. So abiding mean in Christ means that I take a breath in my frustration rather than like... Getting frustrated, I okay, God, this is yours, and take that moment. Um, it looks like playing worship music, uh, or listening to a sermon. Um, those oh, are very cliche. Oh, that's
0: so Jesus y, like know. just super, super spiritual, brah.
1: So, tell me what you do, cool Carl.
0: Oh, man, so listening to death metal. Um, <laughs> No, uh so this is what this is what popped into my head, and this is my like go-to answer for everything, right? It's, it's always a good answer. But um if you've heard my pray for the tomatoes story, right? Just <coughs>
1: recently I did.
0: Just recently. I don't know how you lasted that long without hearing it. Everyone gets that story. Uh it's like birthday bagpipes. But anyway, um <laughs> so uh I was working on a camp for abbreviated version of this story. I was working on a camp. And uh everybody was having a terrible week. Uh just the first twenty-four hours were horrendous for everybody on these various boats. And we we go off in a a staff meeting kind of and we're talking, we're we're rate we're ranting about how horrible things had gone. i cut my thumb on the Que Bueno can and I burnt the potatoes. The guy from Idaho couldn't cook the potatoes. Oh the end. actually they weren't burnt, they just took forever to cook because the grill wouldn't stay lit. It was. It was just things were going wrong, right? Like no good, horrible, rotten, bad week, and uh, we're ranting about this. And I, I, can't remember if it was me or somebody else said I can't even cut the tomatoes right. I'm pretty sure it was me because I think I said I can't even cut a freaking tomato, and uh, and the the director said, uh, retorted back, "Well, did you pray about it about cutting the tomato?" Like, well, I was supposed to. Pray, I was supposed to pray about that, and he said, "Well, yeah, of course. I'm like, Why wouldn't you be able to cut that better with Jesus's help?" That's a very yes. The the angelic figure comes down and helps me slice. The angel Gabriel shows up to help me slice the tomato. Right. right? You could take it in that manner and be like, "Well, yeah, okay, weird, all right," or. If you think of it this way, if I'm continually praying about stuff and I'm continually trying to work Jesus into what I'm doing, I'm saying, God, I want you here with me with this. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not that it, like God's going to be more present. Um, he's there already. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. But what it does do is it, I create space for him and I acknowledge him and I'm now kind of abiding with him in those moments when I pray continuously to quote, I believe it was Paul who said that, right? That's what I think of when I think of abiding with him, bringing him in, bringing him in during the week mm-hmm. um, and growing in that, perfecting in that how to abide in him.
1: Yeah, that's
0: good. That's kind of the first thing that popped in my head.
2: Yeah, I think of uh, the movie Filler on the Roof, and I, I don't know if he's the... I don't know if he's the protagonist or the antagonist of the movie. The dad, (laughs) yeah, oh, Tevya,
0: protagonist for sure. He's the Uh... star of that thing.
2: He's kind of the pro and the antagonist. I mean, if you like, he's got he's he grows up, right? He grows, he changes. There is
0: definitely growth,
2: but you shrugged your
1: shoulders.
0: She hasn't seen Fiddler on the Roof. You have not.
1: It's been since I was like a kid. Guys, it uh, a long, long, I was going to ask,
2: time. are you even saved?
1: I mean, I just gave the cliche Jesus answer on how I abide, so I <laughs> hope so. <laughs>
0: Touche. <laughs> <What's> Point gr- <laughs> to Bartlett.
2: What's green has long legs and goes ribbit. Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, normally I see a frog, but since we're in Sunday school, I'll say Jesus. <laughs> Oh (laughs) jeez, us.
0: (laughs) Oh, so yes, uh.
2: but you know it's just that he has this all-day conversation with God, and it's one of my favorite parts of the movie. Yeah,
0: it's it's a good that's a good point. That's Mm
2: -hmm. a good picture of that. So yeah, I for me that's there's kind of a somewhat constant dialogue more so I'm, I'm more reflective in the car like i'm not so mm-hmm. like sometimes when i'm at my desk or whatever i you know i'll have some conversations with god about my work day or what i'm doing you know within the church but when i get in the car i seem to be that seems to be more of a can be a more of a reflective time and yeah and I'll and i'll pray through things when i'm processing on like the s- the sermon like and a lot of times I'd be like all right lord what do you want me to say here mm. and it's really interesting some of the word pictures i get sometimes i'm like oh i hope i could say that as well as i just heard that in my mm. head mm-hmm. cuz you know that's tasty and so um i enjoy i enjoy that intimacy mm. i guess for me um, there's a number of scriptures. When I, when I engage in my prayer time, and my prayer time looks, it's not, it's structured, but it's not so structured that I can't divert from it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But I have a number of scriptures that are really significant, either in the things I think God is doing in me or, or kinds of things that he wants me to focus on either relationally with Him or relationally with others. And so there's a number of uh, verses in my prayer. And so as I'm praying through family or the church or through people that are significant to me or people that I said, yeah, I'll pray for you. I actually write it in my list because I know I'll forget otherwise. Hmm. Um, and I'll just be telling a, not a bold-faced lie, but a lie nonetheless. So... <laughs> um i'll I'll have those scriptures kind of sprinkled in, and then sometimes I'll just go through a season where I'll bring in other scriptures for just that particular season so i I had heard at one point that psalm one hundred and forty five is a significant chapter um to um israel and and it's part of their daily prayer and they prayed a few times a day. And it's a really, it's a celebratory psalm of God himself. Mm. And so I found myself for a season just really going through that and just really wanting to go, you are worth celebrating, so here I am. So those are just some things that I, that help me and guide my conversation when it comes to praising God.
1: Nice. I feel like I have a 2.0 answer. (coughs) Oh. Now that I've had some time to process. Oh, okay. Because. Slow processor. I threw
0: you on the spot. That's yeah. fair. We'll um, give you round two.
1: And it actually kind of segues into the next part. Oh, so fantastic! I am I do love me a segue. Forward. Yeah.
0: Um. Mm, two wheels. I was just thinking that. Lean into it. Lean forward on this. <laughs> just cruise or, cruise right along.
1: Okay, Paul Blart. <laughs> <laughs> um. But using First Corinthians as a a tool to abide mm. where it's like, okay, if I don't have patience, if I don't have peace, like Jesus, you can, you can give that to me. Like, oh,
0: okay. um,
1: yeah. so as I was sitting here going, how do I abide? What does that look like? And a lot of times it is looking at the things that I might be lacking and asking him to <coughs> fulfill those. So when I feel short fused and not wanting to be kind, it's like throw those prayers up. Hey, um, so nice. Yeah.
0: So. See, that was better than just the Jesus answer. It was. It was. She's saved. She is. <laughs> She's so saved. I was saved. so worried. <laughs> could tell you were concerned. My goodness. Uh,
1: Make up oh, jesus your answer. <laughs> that fools them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anyway. I made him speechless. No. <laughs> There's too many things. There's a back jam in my mind. It's <laughs> <laughs> about to come out like an Eminem rap burst or something like that there. It's fine. We're just gonna move right along. <laughs> oh people all right. So people losing it, uh or people lose when I don't love myself. This is something that I said in the sermon. Right. Uh and I, I, I feel like I did a decent job of expressing why why that was. So that, if there was a shortcoming, it was that I didn't nail that ending like I wanted to because perfectionism. But it's fine. It's fine. So people lose out when I don't love myself well. Uh, but you pointed out, Rob, earlier when we were talking, that there's also the reverse of this that is true.
2: Yeah, I lose out when I don't love other people well. Mm-hmm. When I don't love my neighbor well. And and one of the, one of the ways I think about that is in terms of... Um, with bitterness. I, I've i heard it said that um, bitterness is like taking poison hoping someone else will die. Mm-hmm. But the reality is I'm the one living with that bitterness. Sure. And they, they may or may not even be aware that I'm, I'm bitter. Mm-hmm. And so I lose out when I don't love people well. Let's talk about the uh, people lose out when I don't love myself well. This, what are some examples? What, how do you guys see that play out?
0: Do you wanna go? Nope, go for it. All right, okay. Uh, so this, what I was thinking initially with this is that if I don't understand how to, if I don't understand how to love myself well, um, then I'm not going to be very good at, at doing that for other people right if I don't know how to be kind to even myself then I'm I'm gonna be working with a, a very limited amount of or un, um, a limited working understanding of what kindness looks like. Mm-hmm. It's gonna yeah. be handicapped right um, And so I'm I, sure I might be giving them all of the kindness that I have but because I have this handicapped ability to be kind to myself, it's not as much as I could be Mm
1: -hmm. giving
0: them. They're not getting the best of me because I'm functioning in brokenness. What would tell
2: you that someone's not loving themselves well? What are some characteristics?
0: Oh, this is is when people are talking. Uh, uh, This is an easy one to pick up on, uh, is when people are talking about anything in regards to themselves, and they're either constantly tearing themselves down, mm-hmm. right? Uh, self-deprecating humor uh, can sh- show up this way, which I'm now calling myself out on, because I make those jokes all the time. Uh, hi, Logan, throwing <laughs> self under a bus. Fantastic. Why are we talking about this? This is horrible. Um, who decided we should talk about this? That's uh, you. So self-deprecating humor. Sure. Uh, that was deflection, for sure. Oh, um, most definitely. So there, gosh, why are we talking about this? Uh, downplaying and uh, focusing, focusing, focusing on you know the things that you do wrong, never admitting that you do things right, blah blah blah. These are all all characteristics. Um, always deflecting compliments mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. That that's all ways of doing it. Um, I'm trying to think of other ways that aren't me. Um, <laughs> what, are, what are some examples that are
1: attacking yourself right <laughs> this now? This is terrible.
0: Know thyself, because it's going to come up in footnotes. That's fantastic. Uh...
2: So these people that are displaying these characteristics, sure. right they're they're either always down on themselves, mm-hmm. or the self-deprecating humor, or the uh, false humi- humility.
0: Sure, mm-hmm. or just a lack of confidence could also be. Like you just don't believe that you're worth that like right you see that in people
2: so l- let's just talk about that where is their focus
0: uh focus is probably on self it's on mm-hmm. self yeah
2: so if their focus is on self how
0: they're not loving others well they can't love others well themselves. because yeah sure. the,
2: their right. their focus is turned inward they're trying to make sure that someone will make them feel better about themselves mm-hmm. uh and a lot of times people that don't love themselves will have a tendency to tear other people down. Mm-hmm. Well, they'll bad talk those folks because if everybody notices how bad that person is, they won't notice how bad this person is.
1: Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. It's shielding, it's shielding yourself.
2: And so, so there's that side of it, but I also think in terms of when we don't value fully our design and there's something about our design like I'm a high controller yep say that again
0: yep (laughs) can I get an amen from the back (laughs) amen
2: that was so controlling (laughs) of me say that again
0: (laughs) allow me to facilitate that
1: there you go you did well both of you
2: when when we don't value who God made us to be we won't fully live that. We won't fully live out our design. Yeah, you mm-hmm. don't
0: you don't reach your potential.
2: And for some reason God thought that at least one person in this world should be a 10 out of 10 controller.
0: I, I know of at least two.
2: He thought he thought that this world needed that in mm-hmm. some way, shape or form. Mm-hmm if it, if it was if I was a race car if I was a part of a race car and let's say I was the gas pedal, and I'm like I'm not going to fully engage as a gas pedal because I don't like my design because because people think I run people over because I'm a gas pedal.
0: I didn't want to be a gas pedal. I
2: wanted to be the clutch. I'm never going to be the, the the. I'm never going to fully live out my part, and the car's never going to go as fast as it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now the other. The other thing is true, too. If I don't value myself totally, am I going to totally value value your design? No.
0: No, that's jealousy.
2: It's jealousy.
0: It's saying, yeah.
2: And if I don't totally value your design, then I'm not going to champion you leading in Mm -hmm. your design when you should be.
0: Yep. Mm. And
2: if that's the brake pedal, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give way to the brake pedal when I should, mm-hmm. because there's a cur- there's a tight corner coming up.
0: I just give it more gas. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Works every time.
2: <laughs> so I, you know, we do lose out when we either don't love ourselves well, or I, it is so connected. I think it's mm-hmm. it's this it's this. Uh, it's this balance that if you pull on the string too far one way or, or too far the other way, it's it's all out of it's right. all out of balance. And it's it's connected to the way we love God, yeah. the way we love ourselves, the way we love others. And you can't fail in one of those areas and not impact all the other areas. Maybe
0: maybe less of it, just less of a scale of a, a balanced sort of thing of like oh too much loving myself and not enough loving others well, no 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 uh, maybe maybe a better way to look. it's out of balance in that they are not like you you can only do as much as you're weak like it's only as strong as its weakest link mm-hmm. sure. the chair is only as tall as its uh, shortest leg right. right and so if you have if you have one of the imagine a three-legged stool love God love yourself love others. If you don't have, if if it's not equal,
2: yeah, I'm gonna love God and love myself, and, and I'm not love others. From others,
0: that stool's gonna tip over, right? Yeah, and you're gonna fall off of it, yep. and and if any of those three aren't there, you're gonna be out of balance. Like the the right. stool's gonna be leaning something fierce, and it only gets as tall. Imagine you want to make the stool as tall as possible, you have to grow the legs as long as possible, and they have to all be even.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, because if you love others more than you love yourself and God, that creates codependency. And you are always striving for them to love you. And if they're not loving you and you think you're doing something wrong, like you keep striving more and more. Whereas if you have this healthy foundation of like, okay, I love God, I love myself and I love others. Like that balance is what keeps it.
0: Yeah, they they are all exceedingly interconnected. Mm-hmm. You don't get you don't get them separately at all. Right. Yeah. So
2: mm, that's good stuff.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. Well, hopefully we gave you something to abide with this week. You yeah. can just go just go chillax uh for the rest of your Christmas Adam and uh just enjoy this. And if you're listening to it after Christmas Adam, well then hopefully it was a good Christmas Adam. And uh, you're having a good Christmas Eve or Christmas or whenever you're listening to it. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. uh, You know, we'll be back at it again next week with some tasty footnote goodness. Mm. Can't wait. It'll be good. Peace. Bye. Peace. You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more footnotes.
1: To bring Christ along with me. Uh, so that would look Ooh, sorry. Phone vibrated all of a sudden. That was weird. Um, (laughs) Please edit that out. (laughs) That's how I bring Christ along. My phone vibrates. I'm like, oh.